it all. I signed on immediately. <laughs> to enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. We are good together everywhere you go. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Amenuveve FM in Aflao, Sky FM in Sunyai. We are on Saboba FM in Saboba and Ganga FM in Jirapa. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is proudly sponsored by Petro Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petro Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank where Dura plus goes water flows coming up is not managing the police service well and for me for the 31 years that i've been in the service i can tell you he's the worst igp we've ever had in this country Key witness in the leaked tape saga, COP Alexander Mensah continues his onslaught on the management capacity of Ghana's IGP. We hear details of the second day of his testimony before the ad hoc committee probing the plot to oust the IGP in the leaked tape. The witness wants us to have much of his testimony done in camera. The people have an interest in how well the police service is managed. We should not leave the public in doubt. We don't deserve to have an incompetent IGP. Vice, Vice, you are not a witness. Don't say that, that we don't deserve. No, that is the point. We have details of the committee sitting today. Also in this package, we'll tell you all about how the destruction caused to some forest reserves by illegal miners reduced the Brigadier General to tears. I felt shocked, felt worried. I felt people were heartless. I felt they were not getting in. And I just say that these are people that we need to ensure that they don't come around here anymore. Details from our upcoming documentary, Forests Under Siege. Plus, first Deputy Speaker of Parliament justifies the additional one-city payment by consumers on water bills for water treatment, citing the need for collaboration in sharing costs. It is a fair reflection to say that every water body that is used as a source of water supply is polluted. I live at Bekwai. The quiet doesn't source water from many of the flowing waters. Also this afternoon, some labor unions warn they may be forced to demand an upward review of salaries and conditions of service if the newly constituted emoluments committee by the president recommends upward adjustment for salaries for Article 71 of his holders. So let them go and interpret review of the emolument as upward adjustment. We would also use it as a basis to make more demands on the state. And as President Ekofado calls for debate on this thorny issue, we'll walk you through previous recommendations that reflected in the salaries and other benefits for the specified class in sports. GFA presidential aspirant George Efrie isn't presently qualified to lead the association, and that's according to experienced football administrator Dr. Nyahutamaklu. And I'll take you to the Upper West Region, where the Director of Health Services there is expressing worry about the increasing case of opioid addiction uh, among health workers. Some have, lo- some have lost their lives through this addiction, while others have largely remained walking vegetables. 
And that's more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau, and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Many thanks for choosing us. Let's dig in now and the Commissioner of Police, um, COP, um, Alex Mensah, is continuing his onslaught on the leadership capacity of George Ekufudampare, describing him as the worst Inspector General of Police Ghana has ever had. Alex Mensah, who is due for retirement this month, says the current IGP style of leadership is creating uneasiness in the service. The former Director of Operations for the Police Service is being probed by the Parliamentary Ad Hoc Committee over a leaked tape plotting the removal of the IGP. Appearing before the committee on the second day with his counsel, COP Alex Mensa says he's ready to defend his opinion about the IGP in any forum. My immediate boss, as I speak now, is Inspector General of Police, Dr. George Akufo-Dampare. Yesterday, you made it clear to the committee that Dr. George Akufo-Dampare, the Inspector General of Police, is not managing the police well. Have you ever had an opportunity to express this, either directly to him or at the police management board meeting? Honorable member and honorable chair, several opportunities. And what I said yesterday, if you give me the chance today, I will say so again. He's not managing the police service well. And for me, for the 31 years that I've been in the service, I can tell you he's the worst IGP we've ever had in this country. Please uh, hold on. <clears throat> Yesterday, we realized that um, if we are not careful, this will be a trial of the entire police service. He's not managing the police service well. And for me, for the 31 years that I've been in the service, I can tell you he's the worst IGP we've ever had. Which will have national security implications. And therefore, every line of questioning which will want to bring about the um, issue of um, the IGP and his competence and the rest of the matters will give you the opportunity in camera so we listen to you. If we are not careful, understand that we are trying the IGP in his absence by what he's pronouncing, which will not be uh, a good way to handle the matter. So please, um, let's leave that area. For good measure, an opportunity uh, will be given you in camera. Now, what do you believe with your 31 years of experience is a problem with the entire police setup, the head being the IGP. You let us know. Well, the sensitive nature of some of his comments brought to the fore whether the testimony should be held in public or in camera. Listen to the chairman of the committee, Samuel Atacha, and his vice, um, James Agaga, when this issue came up. We need to exercise our discretion in the interest of the public so that very simple questions which can be answered, must be answered. But right now, it looks like the situation has been created whereby the witness wants us to, you know, have 
much of his testimony than in camera. That would also not serve the public interest. So for instance, the question that was just posed, that's a very simple question. What the public wants to know. From every indication, I won't answer this. I will do it in camera. This is a public hearing. Very good balance we are trying to strike. Because you see, we should be mindful of one major thing here. That anything that would become a serious matter in the public domain via this engagement and will impede on national security matters will not be proper. You see, I'm also, when he says that I won't answer, that is his right, you know that, counsel. The people have an interest in, 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 in how well the police administration, the police services managed. So, if you come and sit here and make such an emphatic statement, we should not leave the public in doubt. They should know. They deserve to know. We don't deserve to have an incompetent IGP. Vice, vice, you are not a witness. Don't say that. That we don't deserve. No, that is the point. No, so you shouldn't you say that. You shouldn't say that. Vice, I crave your indulgence. You see, I'm I'm walking a very thin line. So that's the interaction between the chairman of the committee, Samuel Atachia, and his vice, James Agalga, uh, when the issue about whether other uh, comments made by COP Alex Mensa should be held in public or in camera. My colleague, Samuel Imbura, is at the committee's hearing. He joins us live uh, with details. Well, so Samuel, the issue also about this particular audio being doctored or edited in the words of COP Alex Mensa also came up again. Let's talk about it. Exactly, MFA. You remember yesterday, uh, COP Alex Mensa made the point that um, he has had several meetings, about four meetings with uh, Bugri Nabu, uh, but he's not aware any tape was recorded and also indicated that the voice in the tape resembles or represents him, but not wholly. Um, the conversation that he had with Bugri Nabu was captured and he thinks that it has been doctored. A reason this back and forth um, emanated from the committees. Um, sitting today. Let's listen to what he said. That's what he's saying. Thank you, Mr. Chair. There are a lot of edited ones, and I want to cite an example. In the audio, when I was speaking to Bugiri Nabu in the audio, somebody came in, then she said, let me go into I don't know And this portion came twice in the audio. An audio which was supposed to follow Naturally, this portion came twice in the audio. So how can an audio which was being recorded and nothing has touched it, and the person just came in once, and that one came in twice, as if the person came first and went back and came again? It still doesn't answer the question. You see, if the audio we had is not a fair representation of what actually took place, we wouldn't know. Listen to me carefully. That's where we are. We are here. And what we did was to transcribe what is on the audio you are questioning and you listen to and deliver the, the, the document of the transcription to you and your counsel to look at. So with the state of affairs, as clearly noted in the transcription, what has been transcribed, 
are they doctored or they represent what took place? Thank you, Mr. Chair. They are doctored because there are so many things that he, Bukinabu himself, said which is not in the audience. Now, you want to tell the committee that your, your, what is on the audio is not what you said because probably it's been doctored. Some, I said it, which I've confirmed it. Some, I cannot remember saying it. I cannot confirm it. See, but it, it, the, the reason why I'm unable to answer his question is that you want me to sit here and then list. I can't do that. <laughs> Commissioner. Well, Samuel, so um, this is how it ended when it came to the issue about the doctor tape. Um, the, the committee agree to give him uh, the, the leak tape as he demanded. Exactly, MFR. The committee has granted their request. At the moment, lawyers for Alex, uh, COP Alex Mensa, um, listening to the tape thoroughly, word for word, and matching it with the transcript that they have been provided so that their client will be able to answer the questions from the committee when it resumes. The other officer, George Asari, uh, was also scheduled to be questioned today. He also formed alliance with uh, COP Alex Mensa and his team to listen to the tape and come and respond to the committee. So that's what is currently happening. Well, that's my colleague Samuel Imbura monitoring events for us at that ad hoc committee sitting. Once they resume, we'll bring you more. Meanwhile, member of the committee, Peter Lanchini, to assess despite concerns about the power of parliament to enforce its recommendations, they will push the president to act. Because it's going to be a live program, all of us will be watching proceedings and see how gradually the committee will end its work and make the desired recommendations and probably from the conclusion that we will draw. And then when parliament so resumes, we'll the question as to where all of this will end, by the way. I mean, why is spend time probe when the president is the one who has the ultimate power to decide what happens to these individuals or to the IGP. The president's ultimate power rests on the people. Power belongs to the people. And the people representatives are saying that we want to help the president take a good decision. So we are going to go into this matter. At the end of the day, they will make recommendations. And parliament, I'm very sure, will carry these recommendations for president to implement. If he decides not to implement it, but the Ghanaian people have seen that we have effectively represented their interests. Well, we can also hear from a former CID boss, DCOP, Bright Odro, who says the allegations made by COP Mensa must be probed further. Why would we look into these things? Because for the better of the police service and for the better of, of, of Ghana as a whole, we have a committee from parliament that is looking into the state. A committee can be set up by the president or an inquiry can be set up to look into the concerns that have been made. There are several officers that can be talked to. I'm saying that we shouldn't bring these things aside. That's a uh, retired DCOP, Bright Odro there. Now, the Central Command of the Ghana Armed Forces has so far burnt about 16 excavators and impounded over 30 others belonging to illegal miners pillaging the Apam Pramah Forest Reserve in the Ashanti region. But despite this onslaught, Joy News still found some Chinese miners raiding the forest. The commanding officer, uh, commanding the Central Command of the Ghana Armed Forces, Brigadier General Ajiman Prempe, has been sharing his experience in fighting off illegal miners in the Pamprama Forest Reserve. Here are excerpts of Erastus Asaridonko's upcoming documentary Forests Under Siege, focus on the Pamprama Forest Reserve. These excavators are part of 16 equipment bent by personnel from the Central Command of the Ghana Armed Forces in Kumasi on 7th June 2023. This move is part of an operation by the Forestry Commission to rate the Apamprama Forest Reserve of illegal miners to pave the way for a pilot reclamation exercise. 
Brigadier General Ajeman Prempe is the general officer commanding the Central Command. His reaction when he first saw the degradation caused to the Apamprama Forest Reserve by irresponsible miners. I felt shocked. I felt worried. I felt people were heartless. I felt they were not getting And I just say that these are people that we need to ensure that they don't come around here anymore. Because I felt that generations behind have been robbed of something great. 16 excavators have been bent under his watch and a number of excavators seized and parked at the Central Command 4th Battalion grounds in Kumasi. Once you find it in the forest, we burn. Once you find it along the riverside, we burn. Once you find it an area that is grey where the individual has been given the rights to mine, we collect the machines and bring them to the uh, command headquarters for you to come and justify with your documents if indeed you have the right to mine in the area. Forest under siege. We all look forward to it. We're still one longer in the Ashanti region and the police have arrested two suspected illegal miners alleged to be part of a larger group of Galamse operators at Pachi number two. There's more in the following report by my colleague Nana Bwachidankwaiyadom. Two excavators on six acres of land digging for the mineral ore. Upon sighting the police, the illegal miners took to their heels, but two were arrested. The Pechi number two traditional council called in the support of the police to rid the area of illegal miners. Richard Nyantechi is secretary to the council. Illegal miners in the community were arrested yesterday. The chief prompted the police upon noticing the illegal miners. The police swiftly acted on it. When we got into their site, the police quickly got in and arrested them. We came across three excavators when we got there. They started working not long ago, but they have destroyed about six acres of land. Was there a while longer on illegal mining? A renowned Ghanaian author and academic, Kwesiyanka, is urging stakeholders to stand against persons sabotaging the fight against illegal mining. Speaking at the launch of his memoir titled The Pen at Risk Spill My Little Beans, he emphasized that traditional leaders should not compromise the fight against Kalamse despite opposition. Let anybody undertake research into the volume of arms in the forest as we speak, controlled by um, the Galamse people. Nobody has even touched a tip of that iceberg. That's a huge war, and there can be an implosion within the country in any time for now. I think maybe we should pay attention to the untouched issue of Galamse, which clearly demonstrates how powerless we are as a nation. Well, in the same development, though, first Deputy Speaker of Parliament, Jose Usu, is justifying the additional payment of one Ghana cities by consumers on every water bill for water treatment. You know that the Public Utilities and Regulatories Commission indicated that the cost of treating water has become expensive due to illegal mining. Uh, but Deputy Speaker of Parliament, Jose Usu, emphasizes that we should collaborate and share the cost. It is a fair reflection to say that every water body that is used as a source of water supply is polluted. I live at Bekwai. Bekwai doesn't source its water from any of the flowing waters. We use underground water, draw all our water from wells, dark boreholes, pump them up and distribute. 
for those living in some part of the country, there's no indication. So it's probably not fair to charge everyone extra money. But it's also the problem is caused by our inactivity or our connivance. Now, some labor unions are warning they may be forced to demand an upward review of salaries and conditions of service if the newly constituted Emoluments Committee recommends an upward adjustment for Article 71 office holders. President Akofado on Wednesday inaugurated the Dr. Janet Ofori Committee to determine the appropriate salary and other privileges for the specified class. The president called for a debate to arrive at a constitutional decision on the entitlement of Article of 71 office holders in view of the public's concerns about the matter. In recent times, a lot of public discourse surrounding the remuneration of public officers has centered primarily on those of Article 71 office holders. And whether or not, notwithstanding the constitutional imperatives, we are deserving of what is being paid to us in view of the challenges currently confronting our national economy. You recall former President Mahama Sosos made it clear he will initiate steps to scrap the payment of ex gratia if he is elected president in the 2024 elections. Which, 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 which will include a review of the controversial Article 71 to reduce the number of office holders under Article 71 and reduce the disparities in privileges and monuments vis a vis the public sector and civil service. The payments of ex gratia to members of the executive under Article 71 will be scrapped. Well, the president of the University of Ghana branch of UTAC, Professor Ransford Jampo, warns organized labor would demand more if the Emoluments Committee report recommends an upward adjustment. What I know is that for them, for members of the committee, a review would mean upward adjustment. And sometimes it's even funny and it's even ridiculous. These are committee members who themselves are public servants who earn pittance. Yet they sit down to think that politicians who are often times come to rip the nation and melt the nation dry are more intelligent and better than all other public servants. And so they must always have fat fat salary. Look, I am now president of UTAC, UG. I am looking forward to more instances where we are going to fight for um, better conditions of service. Well, have we had cases where uh, the Emoluments Committee have recommended a downward uh, adjustment? What's been the trend? Kofi J of our research desk joins me in studio. Let's go through it. Have we had downward adjustments at any point in time? Well, so difficult, I don't recall. <laughs> but this will be at least the seventh time that we've had such an emolument committee in the Fourth Republic. And per checks MFR from the previous committee chaired by Professor Yainti Beidu, the total number of people on the payroll of Article 71 office holders was around 500 and this was as of 2016. Now according to the previous committee they considered the economic you know, circumstances, the Ghana beyond age agenda, the public sentiment and political climate amongst others to determine that the salary of the president be increased from 29,899 in 2016 to 47,277 in 2020. Now, as of 2016, the average salary of an Article 71 office holder was 16 times higher if you compare it to a worker on a single spine salary mm -hmm. structure and the gap is widening. 
Thank you very much, um, Kofi. Uh, this is the Midday News brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duro Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duro Plus goes, water flows. We've been hearing from key witness in the leak tape saga, COP Alexander Mensa, insisting that Georgia Kufu Dampare is the worst IGP Ghana has ever had. And when we return from the break, we have sports and then we'll have more stories. Please do stay with us. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol. Clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. Where it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You not get one drop safe inside your tanku. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water pepepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. Thanks for staying with us. Time for sports. Danny Cranting is here. Hi, I'm a experienced football administrator. Uh, Dr. Nyaho Tamaklo believes GFA presidential aspirant George Free isn't qualified to lead the association as at now. According to the Heart of Folk board member, Free still has a dark cloud over his head during his time as GFA vice president and Akwesinyantichi. Dr. Tamaklo believes collaborating with the current administration would be a better option for Free. When you are not the captain, you are the second in command. Anything that the captain will say, you have to listen, no matter how good you are. I believe strongly that he was a co-pilot during Kwesi time. And when he allowed certain things to take place, some, some of the blames they are put on Kwesi now, some of the blames can be put on him for not coming out to talk about it. So that in itself, to me, doesn't qualify him now. I won't say uh, he's, he's disqualified for life. No, doesn't qualify him now to come to the scene. But I believe strongly if he rather teams up with the present leadership and they work in unison, it will be good for the country and for football in general. That was a cry heart of folk board member Dr. Nyahu Nyahu Tamako speaking there, bringing that into sports. Back to you, MFA. Waiting for game plan later, right? Okay. Well, now, Upper West Regional Director of Health Services, Dr. Damien Punguiri, has expressed worry about the increase in cases of opioid addiction among some health workers in the country. As a result, some of them have died, whilst others have become what he describes as walking vegetables who spend their earnings on pitidine, tramadol, codeine, amongst others. He's been speaking at the 14th Annual General Conference of the Pharmacy Technician Association of Ghana. Rafiq Salam was there. Yes, his report. 
our power regional director of health services, Dr. Damien Puiri, expressed worry over the increasing cases of opium addiction among the youth with particular emphasis on health workers. Though he has not given out statistics to back his claim, he disclosed that some have lost their lives, whilst others are what he described as working vegetables, spending all their earning on pathogen, tramol, and others. Of late, there has been an increasing prevalence of opioid addiction among the youth, particularly among health workers. Some have, some have lost their lives through this addiction, while others have largely remained working vegetables, spent all their earnings trying to buy petidin and tomador and many others. National President of the Pharmacy Technician Association of Ghana, Farmtech Richard Ofoso Adai, lauded the Pharmacy Council for giving approval for over 11 schools nationwide to gain accreditation to run HND dispensing technology programs. Though he agreed it will give opportunity to many to join the profession and to save the nation, he however has some doubts about the efficacy of the monitoring of the institutions. The big question is how effective is the monitoring of these academic institutions in ensuring that the graduates who pass out are of the required education and scale? Rafik Salam. Wow. Wow, then that's just before we go. The question that we've been asking all morning on the Super Morning Show is Do women really want to be told the truth? And is it advisable for a man to tell the truth to his woman? Well, some of you have been sharing your opinions with Kuji Yangsen. Uh, Councillor George Lutrot, uh, uh, I heard him say something one day that know the truth, but don't speak it because the truth will kill you. <laughs> you see, women, they will always ask, uh, sometimes ask for these things, but they actually don't mean it. Tell them what they want to hear because women are creatures of their ears. Yes, so you tell them what they want to hear. Me, my 